Welcome to Your Daily Drive. Thank you so much for joining me, Rick Thomas, for this podcast. You can find me at rickthomas.net. As always, if you have any questions that you want to chat with me or my team about, that is the place on the internet to find us. We live in our cyber home, rickthomas.net. Go to our community forum and ask whatever question you may have. Create your unique name, username, and your unique password. Once you do that, you are in, and then you can ask us anything, and it would be our joy and our privilege to serve you that way. Our ministry is a boots-on-the-ground ministry. We are not detached from our constituency. We want to be with you. Jesus was famous for being with the people. He liked interacting with people one-on-one in groups, and we want to do that too. We don't want to just throw resources out there. We want to do that, of course, but that's not the only thing that we want to do. Hey, read this article, listen to this podcast, watch this webinar. Yes, we provide resources for the body of Christ. I've described our website as a sanctification center shoved up in cyberspace for anyone to access as long as you can get on the internet. All roads of the internet lead to our sanctification center. It is our big box store, like a Best Buy that we have here in the States. Best Buy is a uh, electronic technology store. You can go in and, and the shelves are lined with all things technology. Well, our big box store is a sanctification center, and our shelves are lined with all things sanctification. If you're not a Christian, we would love for you to come to our big box store, our sanctification center, and enjoy. Uh, Maybe you would learn some things. Maybe you can engage God and be engaged by God, and maybe you can find help. We welcome you, too. We don't turn anyone away. But a part of our resources, a critical, vital part of our resources, is to be interactive. We want to talk with you. A thousand people or 10,000 people can read an article, and it will affect them uniquely. It will affect them, all of them, as far as a diverse group of people is concerned. But yet, still yet, we have a unique story, and so it will affect you uniquely And therefore, there will be unique questions that will derive from any article on our website. And that's why we don't want to just put resources out there. We want to do that. Plus, we would love for you to take our content a step further and to talk to us about it. And so we have a team of folks that interact. They are part of our mastermind program. Some of them are graduates of our training program, and then some of them are are in process of graduating from our program. But altogether, we collectively want to engage you with your questions. And so please uh, make that available to yourself. It's free. It's underwritten. Of course, it's not free. It's underwritten by our supporting community. There are several people from around the world who believe in what we do to the degree that they want to support our ministry. Tara, thank you so much for being a part of our supporting community as she became a member yesterday, and I'm so glad that you have. She said that she had been uh, following our content, our resources for a while now, and that's typically 
how it happens. People will stumble upon us and and they will vet us, and, and that's great. I want you to vet us. Uh, what do we believe? Who is this guy? Who are these people? We're strangers to a lot of people, and so they want to know, and they read our resources. Some people love us. Some people are not that excited, and and they go away. But for those of you who stick around and support, thank you, and I want you to know that you help a lot of people who do come to us. Your underwriting of this ministry allows us to reach more and more people with these resources, and so thank you. By the way, this past week, this is June 2018, we have published our first paperback book. We have been publishing digital resources, books, uh, for the past three years. We have 20-something books in our store, digital books. But one of the common requests is, is can you, will you put something in paperback? And that's always been the goal in this long process of producing resources. It's not as easy as it sounds. There is a process. But now we are at that place. And so last week I published the 292-page book. It's called Change Me, and it walks through the change process. This book is probably going to be the best book from our ministry on the overall comprehensive change process in one piece of material. It's 33 chapters, and I commend it to you, and I would encourage you. In fact, there is a link here on in the article that I'm going to share with you in a few moments, and you can go to Amazon, you can order this book and have it shipped right to your door, and I would encourage you to do this. This is our first paperback. We have another one coming out in a few weeks. We'll do two this year, and God willing, we'll do two next year, and we'll see how that goes. But now we're at the place where we can produce our books in paperback format so you can hold something in your hands. For those of you who are old school like I am, you want to hold the book in your hands. Digital books are great. Uh, There's so much you can do with them, and they are inexpensively produced, and so that makes them fantastic. But still yet, there's something about a book, and we want to provide books for you. And so the first one is out. It's titled Change Me. If you want to, you can go right to Amazon, and you can type the words Change Me and Rick Thomas. Those four words will more than likely get you to the book uh, on the Amazon page. And let me encourage you, if you would, if you read the book, that you write a review on Amazon because that will trigger or it will signal to Amazon that this is a popular book and they will um, push it out for us. They will promote it for us with their algorithms. And if you would do that, that would be fantastic. Let me get to this podcast. I have a question for you. It's how I want to begin The question is, have you fallen for the being understood trap? Being understood. Being understood is a big deal. I am not minimizing the idea for being understood, but this is how it goes in a fallen world. Every good thing has a backside liability that's not good. And this desire to be understood by someone, for somebody to know me, get me, understand me, is a good thing. It's really at the heart of the gospel. God understands us. Christ took on flesh, and 
And that's what we read in Hebrews, that he understood us. He understands our temptations. He's a sympathizing Savior, as we like to say. And it's one of the things that we love so much about Jesus is that he understands us. But, as I said, we live in a fallen world. And because we live in a fallen world, being understood, like all things, does have a backside liability. And that's what I want to talk about in this podcast. A desire to be understood can create what I call a false continuum with some individuals. Let me explain how a false continuum happens. It goes like this. A person is so impressed with how someone understands them, that's step one, that they accept wholeheartedly and without reservation the solutions that they present to the problem that they understand, and that is the false continuum. Now, it is true that someone can understand you very well and present a biblical solution based on that understanding. But the false continuum is they understand your problem, your predicament, your situation, and because they understand it, you wholeheartedly accept their solutions, and their solutions are unbiblical. It's an easy trap to fall into, especially when you are desperate for answers or when you are desperate for someone to understand you. Let me give you three common iterations of what I mean by the false continuum. Quote, number one, I read this book that explained our marriage just like I wrote the book. Number two, quote, I listened to this podcast from a guy who unpacked me like no one else could. Number three, quote, as the counselor was talking, I thought he must live with us. He understood me so well. Now, in a vacuum, on the surface, this is not bad. In fact, this is critical. It is essential that the person who is helping you understands you. Maybe a wife read a book on narcissism, and it was like reading a biography about her husband. Perhaps a book was, the book was written in such a way that it drew the reader into the story because of the strong parallels to her marriage. When this happens, there is a temptation to fall for the false continuum. It can sound like this. If the person understands me and my problem, whatever solutions they provide must be accurate too. Well, you hope that they're accurate. I pray to God that they are accurate, that they're biblically accurate. They go on with this reasoning if they can be so right about what they see and, and say about my situation, it stands to reason they are right about what I need to do. That's the idea. And it may be true, but it may be false. And when it's not true, you have a false continuum. This perspective can be a dangerous miscalculation for the individual who feels lost 
and wants to be understood by someone, anyone. What they are not factoring is how easy it is to describe people and their problems. The skill of observing and writing about people and issues, honestly, is not that difficult. This possibility is one of the biggest traps of the DSM-5, the Diagnostic Statistical Manual Number 5, the secular Bible, if you will. The writers of the DSM frequently and correctly describe problems. They're very good at describing problems, looking at a person, looking at a situation, and describing it. They do this by observing what a person is doing. They watch the person, and they write down what they are seeing. And it can be accurate. If you have the skill of observation, anybody can do this. From their observations, however, they give the person a label, typically a disorder, which is a made-up name for a specific criteria that meet defined expectations. If a person is struggling within those parameters, they may read the DSM description and see themselves in the mirror. They're easily persuaded by what they learned about themselves, and therefore they jump to the DSM solution without reservation, and that is the problem. Let me give you an illustration. I can describe a husband as, one, angry, two, selfish, three, stubborn. The wife hears my description, and she says, wow, That describes my husband perfectly. He is angry. He is selfish. He is stubborn. You understand. Finally, amazing. All right? I described it well, accurately, perfectly, amazingly. Then I say he has ASS disorder, angry, selfish, stubborn, and needs such and such medication. She buys her husband some ASS meds. Why does she accept the false continuum? Because I described his behavior correctly, and because I did that, and nobody will challenge or discredit me from presenting a solution regardless of how contrary that solution may be to the Bible. This situation does not just happen within the DSM world. This situation happens in the Christian world, too. A person who is so desperate to be understood by someone reads a book that describes what she is experiencing. Their desire to be known is more significant than any suspicions about a wrong solution. It's logical. They know me, therefore I will buy whatever they are selling. Now, I don't want you to be suspicious about everybody that describes you. I don't want you to be suspicious about me. But I do want you to challenge what I am saying. I want you to biblically challenge what anybody is saying. I don't want you to just easily, simply, quickly jump to this false continuum. Just because they told you how you think, how your life is, how your marriage is, how your spouse is, how your child is, it doesn't mean that their solution is accurate. Now, if you have gone through a particularly hard time, or if you have been fighting a long and lonely battle, you could be tempted to fall for the false continuum. 
Now, if that is true, I want to share with you five things that I would like for you to consider before you jump from appreciating how someone understands you to accepting whatever solution they offer. Now, let me reiterate. Here's the fundamental idea. Being understood does not always mean the answer presented is the best path for you to take. Now, if you want to read this podcast, I would encourage you to do it. It's a very short article. It's, it's under 800 words. The title of it is, Have You Fallen for the Being Understood Trap? And I'm bringing in the idea that Every good thing has a backside liability. And so what I don't want you to do is to be overly suspicious, but then the other ditch is I don't want you to be so naive, especially in your desperation, because a long and lonely battle can set you up for a desperation context where you will latch on to anything regardless of what it is. So as I close the podcast, here are five things that I want you to consider before you jump from appreciating to accepting whatever solutions they offer. Number one, does the Bible support the solution offered? It's a very basic question. Maybe another way that you can ask the question, are you able to filter the solution through the grid of Scripture to know if it is a right course of action for you. So does the Bible uh, support the solution offered? Uh, Maybe you don't know that question, and so then let uh, know the answer to that question. So number two, do other people affirm the solution? It would be wise and humble to seek the opinion of other trusted Christian resources. Now, if you are humble, and if you really want to know the truth, then you are willing to support your thesis to to, it, to someone who or others who are competent and trusted, and they have a bibliocentric uh, worldview on things. You shouldn't have a desire to hide this. You shouldn't be timid about presenting it to others just to make sure that you're right. Because you want to be right, assuming that you want to be right in the solution. So number one, does the Bible support the solution offered? Number two, do other people affirm the solution that's offered? Number three, is your conscience in harmony with what they are telling you to do? What I'm asking here is is your inner voice setting off any alarms? Number four, How does personal desperation or perceived urgency factor into you accepting the solution? Think about that. Maybe it's artificial urgency. Maybe it's genuine urgency. Either way. But how does personal desperation or urgency factor into you? Is it tempting tempting you to accept the solution? Number five. Sometimes being understood can be so strong. And the battle has been so long, and you're so lonely in the fight, that biblical discernment takes a back seat. Here's my question. How do you know you're guarding your heart against the false continuum? The title of the podcast, Have You Fallen for the Being Understood Trap? If we can serve you regarding this or any other thing, please ask. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. 
Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.